Startup Life Hacks, episode 14. I think that it's really important that you're able to listen to others, but also um, listen to the information that is presented to you. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What is up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, your favorite host, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest, Cody Cross. Cody is a graduate from the University of San Diego who co-founded the company Greek Rush. With the start of school year upon us, students may feel the burden of stress during the recruitment process and may not have the time to meet the active members of the fraternity. Cody and his co-founder, Carson Drake, aim to find ways to make the rush process easier for all those involved. Cody. There's a lot of cool stuff happening with you right now. So tell us a little bit more about your personal life as well as your business. All right. Thanks for having me, Romel. Uh, this is really, really awesome. I, I love the entire Startup Life Hacks podcast. I'm really a big fan. So as far as my personal life, I actually grew up in, in San Diego. I'm a natural San Diegan, native, born and bred. Grew up in Carlsbad, California, and uh, it was a pretty pretty typical upbringing in North County and played sports, did my homework, all that sort of thing. But one thing that I noticed when uh, early on was that I would look to my older siblings, like my sisters, for a lot of inspiration. And and, um, you could kind of look forward into what kind of problems or things that they were, some hurdles that they were encountering. And I could look forward in my academic or social life and think, um, think ahead and I think that that helps me uh, in entrepreneurship because you're always trying to look ahead at either the companies that have come before you or the problems that have uh, come in and s- remained as problems for people. Um, and I think it's really important to kind of always be looking to improve. And so um, I think having that, you know, being the baby of the family that, that really um, pushed me forward, I think, into this type of career. You know, I can empathize with you really well because I'm actually the youngest out of six um, kids. And so I look up to all my um, my brothers and sisters, you know, all the mistakes that they made throughout school, through life. And I kind of like adjusted my life and kind of, you know, looked up to them. No, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah you could see your, your siblings, uh, you know, if they take a, a misstep once or twice and, and you can say, okay, you can learn from that. And I think that's really important, especially, you know, in this line of work you look at some of the missteps that other companies have made and you say, okay, well, that could happen to us if we don't make the right moves here. And I think that's important. I like to get into the journey of the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And it's really the journey of your life when you realize that this is what you really wanted to do. So what was your upbringing like? What was your professional and personal history that makes you perfect for what you're doing right now? Well, I think that Early on, uh, like I said, I was always looking at kind of my older siblings and what they were doing and also some of my older friends and what they were doing. And early on, my parents had always said, you know, you want to look forward. And uh, they were always saying, you got to get a scholarship for sports. And I was always thinking, you know, it's either going to be sports or it's going to be academics. And so early on, I was always trying to take jobs as much as I could. So I did kind of the internship route. And that was something that allowed me to 
learn businesses from the inside as an intern, kind of like a general intern, you can pick and choose what departments you're working in, pick and choose, you know, what kind of tasks you're, you're working on. And I think that really what's the most important thing for an entrepreneur is to try and be a jack of all trades, to be a generalist. And you really do have to be a generalist. You have to have a lot of skills in a lot of different areas. And, um, and so I think for that reason, it's been able to let me uh, or allow me to adapt in a, in a lot of different scenarios. And you really have to be like a sponge and learn everything and anything you can to start your business, you know? Yeah, you really do have to have your ear to the ground. Um, I think that's that's really important and be be pragmatic with a lot of the decisions you're making. I mean, you're going to have gut feelings, but really everyone's going to have gut feelings. You really have to take in a lot of data and, and you have to analyze that very subjectively. Now, did you have a mentor when you're growing up? I did. I did. And, and early on, I was really into sports. And so all my mentors were really the, you know, like the Sandy Koufaxes, the, uh, the Randy Johnsons, Trevor Hoffmans. Um, I was more into figuring out what kind of, you know, what was their work ethic? How did they, how did they make themselves? How did they get to them, themselves to that point of, of greatness? And really, it came down to what they put in day in and day out. Uh, it wasn't until later more getting into college that I, I looked to the Elon Musks of the world. And actually more recent is uh, Steve Blanks. Uh, he's, he's one of the leaders of the lean startup movement. And I just really respect his whole vision on how startups can do a lot without spending too much. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's always the, the battle. Right. And it goes along with that book, The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a great book. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a lot of stuff going on. So tell me a few of your favorite hobbies. Um, well, it's it hasn't been until very recently that we've, Carson, my co-founder and I, have been able to have some time to uh, think about other things other than, than just work. But I always try and get myself in the water. That's somewhere where I feel like I can uh, just take a breather and, and just be out there. Uh, I've been body surfing a lot recently and actually trying to pick up my fitness there are sprint triathlons that I actually, I'm about to sign Carson and I up for one of them coming up here. Oh, wow. Um, There's actually a Spartan race that just happened maybe yesterday. That's what kind <laughs> of, I was, I was looking at that and I said, you know what? That's something we could do. That's cool. <laughs> well, we are now going to concentrate on how this business got started. And maybe some of my listeners could use the same tactics when they start their own ventures. Now, what were some of the strategies that you used to fund your business? Well, so I think that today is probably the best time for startups to start really it's it's the best time for entrepreneurs to start a business and the reason is in terms of funding your business it it does not take a ton of capital you no longer need um, all the money that goes into starting a a brick and mortar business and you know you don't have all that overhead and so now is the best time for you to put in the work more than put in the capital Um, and and I think that it's crucial for people who are just getting started to know that they don't necessarily need to raise a ton of money before they can get started. I, I really respect some of the, um, you know, the local entrepreneurs. There's one in particular, Nathan Resnick, who uh, went and had a, an awesome Kickstarter campaign and that allowed him to start his business. So when we first got started, we looked towards our family and friends to get moving. And really that wasn't until we had already had a working prototype and we had a lot of feedback 
and, and, and enough information to get moving. Uh, after, after that point, and after we actually did start to sell this to a lot of universities and start to see real traction was when we actually started to seek funding in the community in San Diego. And a couple of places that you can look for that are networking events, but uh, we chose the route to go towards Tech Coast Angels, which is a accredited investor network. And so I, th- I would highly recommend people who are past the point of friends and family, but more looking to raise you know real capital. They have a great seed track program where um, you can go and, and quickly with some traction and a really good vision, you can really uh, entice some investors that are here locally, which um, I think that the San Diego startup community has really been growing over the past few years. And now you do have the opportunity to go out there um, and and raise some capital relatively quickly. I mean, nowadays you can really start your own company, like at your own home in the dorm, you know, like a brick and mortar. You don't even need that. You could just go to a co-working space like we are now at Desk Hub. Exactly. So. There's, uh, there's also uh, shared fabrication workshops. So if you want to go work with a 3D printer, you know, there's places to do that right here locally. Now, how did you choose your founder, Carson Drake, and what kind of advice you would give to our listeners who want to look for founders as well? You know, that's an interesting question because I guess you ask, how did you choose? I guess we just kind of met each other and it just made sense. Uh, I was I was still attending the, um, well, I was still going to engineering classes because I was still deciding between the School of Engineering and the School of Business. And that's where Carson and I met because Carson was studying uh, electrical engineering and and it was really just one of those things where we hit it off in the sense that we both had ambitions to start something new, and we both thought in similar ways about some of the problems that we were seeing. Uh, that was really early, early on in college, and then we kind of just progressed from there. Um, actually, it wasn't until Carson gave me a call over this over one of our summer breaks, and he said, hey, you know, I, I've seen you walking around in a suit, and it seems like you know, you're pretty well connected in the business school and it seems like you have, um, you know, you look like you're, you know what you're doing. Is there any way that we could probably collaborate on a couple things? And that was really interesting to me because they say that you only, your perception or the perception of your classmates and your colleagues is really important. Well, it, it really is because um, if you present yourself in a way that people will receive you well, then uh, it, I think that it can create more opportunities for you. From there, we just kind of kept trying to develop apps, failing miserably, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it was you know just through trial and error that we kind of just developed these skills of actually putting something out there that was functional and usable. Awesome. Now, describe a moment during your startup that you felt like giving up. What was it that kept you going and who and what motivated you to keep trying? Well, there's always tough times when you're starting a business. There's always ups and downs, really day in and day out. But what's really important, I think, is having a co-founder that uh, can pick you up on times like that or creating uh, a network of fellow entrepreneurs or uh, mentors that you can, you can call, kind of call on to help you through some of those tough times. 
other ways is, you know, I think that the best way is really to force yourself to look at the bigger picture. So sometimes you get caught up in the day in, day out grind. And really what you have to think about is, you know, this is going to really benefit me in the long run, um, putting myself in these situations, pushing myself out of my comfort zone is really going to benefit me as a person in years to come. And you really have to be comfortable about being uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as crazy as it sounds, it, it's, it's really true. Yeah. Now tell us a story about a huge success you've had as an entrepreneur. Well, I can say that one of the biggest was really the first client that we, we kind of scored. I mean, that's a huge um, hurdle. The first the first customers that you attract are always going to be the, the hardest customers you ever get. Um, and I think that that's, that really rings true with us as well. Um, but as far as, you know, the, the hurdles that startups go through, I think fundraising is one of the biggest ones. And so, uh, we chose to go through tech coast angels, which is a really reputable and enormous angel investor network here in San Diego. It's, it's really strong as well. And, really going through that process. And the first day that we went through and actually got the callback for a screening, you walk into this really elaborate and, and great, uh, you know, amazing looking law firm. And we go into this conference room that's all, you know, frosted glass. And it's just too surreal to walk into this just really awesome place and, and walk in the room and there's just 30 or 40 really angel investors that are looking at you like a couple college kids that just walked out of university of San Diego. <laughs> and for us to go through that process, do our pitch and get great feedback and get them to call us back into the later rounds and, and actually pursue us for fundraising. That was just a, a huge momentum. We use it as, as momentum moving forward because it really drove us in the right direction. Now tell us a little bit more about Greek Rush, what's it all about, and where do you see Greek Rush in the future five years from now? Well, really the basis around Greek Rush is that we're trying to build campus communities, and we think the, the basis for campus communities are student organizations. I think it's the most, the, the most important thing is that you know when you're going to school, you're not just trying to build your, your knowledge and your skills, but you're also trying to build your network and connect with your classmates and, and really soak up that experience. So we know that student organizations are really pivotal for that. And so what we want to do is allow students uh, the best and, and simplest way to join those groups. Moving forward, we hope to, you know, over the next few years, hope to have a suite of applications that help these student organizations do what they do best. And so that's really focusing on uh, allowing students to join those groups, allowing students to uh, collect payments from one another, and then finally, uh, really just connecting. And, and when I say connecting, I don't mean, you know, following each other on Twitter. I mean, really going out and, and attending events with one another, communicating with one another on a daily basis. So that's really our focus. Great stuff. Now, we're now entering my favorite round, the superhero round. Nice. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of superheroes. So what is your entrepreneurial superpower? In other words, what is your greatest strength? So I guess to put it in superhero terms, I would say supersonic hearing. Uh, I think that it's really important that you're able to listen to others, but also um, listen to the information that is presented to you. So when problems arise and, and uh, certain things go certain ways, 
you need to be able to sift through all the noise that's going on and really get down to what is the actual issue at hand. And when you have a startup that you're running and you have problems coming from every which way, you have to actually really prioritize what are you going to address first. And, and I think it comes down to listening to what is the loudest sound. <laughs> now, what is your kryptonite? So I would say that sometimes it's really tough when you're starting out and you're trying to please your customers or your users as much as possible. And you have a tendency to continue to say yes. And, you know, although you might think that it's a very simple implementation for uh, a, a new feature or a new tweak, well, that puts a lot of stress on your engineering team and your software developers. And so I think that, um, you know, sometimes I have a tendency to say yes to our clients and our users because I put them first. But at the same time, um, I'm learning that it's more important sometimes to be able to say no or, um, you know, that is on our, our roadmap, but, you know, we're looking to implement that in the in the future months or the, the coming years. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I would say that seeing into the future would be the ultimate superpower because when you think about, you know, what you're trying to do on a day-to-day basis is you're really trying to figure out what issues people are dealing with. And so if you could see into the future, you could be proactive about those things instead of being reactive. So you wouldn't have to see what the problems they're dealing with now. You see in in the future, you can fix them before they even become issues. Wow, that's really interesting. And you can probably like go into the future and find out the next lottery numbers, (laughs) (laughs) fund your own business. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I guess there are probably other perks as well. Yeah. (laughs) So we're now entering the final questions of the interview. And these are related tools that you recommend to our listeners to help them get to their feet and get started. So share an internet resource or app that you would use daily and would recommend to our listeners. Well, I think that one of the key things for people who are starting a business is to get credibility as quickly and efficiently as possible. And one of the ways that we did that was using a service called Instagress. And Instagress is basically an automated Instagram engagement tool. So what it will do is allow us to specify which hashtags to engage with, and it will go and like and comment on those pictures. So that was really awesome for us to gain, you know, 10,000 plus followers in a very short amount of time. And people would see that. And actually, you know, that did gain a lot of credibility in a lot of ways. So for the people who want to start up their own businesses, what would be some of the key advices that you would give to them? Well, I would say that do what you can with what you have available to you is really the the number one thing that, that you need to do when you're starting up. Um, also, one thing that I always try and remember is that um, you try and make the most opportunity for yourself. So if there is a decision that you're trying to make, and sometimes decisions can be really tough to make on a, on, you know, on a greater scale and even just day to day, but really trying to make decisions that will create more opportunity. So for example, if there's that networking event that you think, oh, maybe I should go, but you know, I have homework to do, or, or maybe you know, it might not be the best thing for my schedule right now, well, try and make it to that networking event because you might meet somebody who might be your next co-founder, or you might meet that person who inspires you to start your next business. So I think that um, creating opportunities for yourself is really important at the, at the earliest stages. Mm-hmm. And you also see these people outside and, you know, you think that they're getting lucky, 
but it's really luck is the combination of both opportunity and preparation. And that's what really what you got to put yourself into. Yeah, I think that, again, the, the whole thing about if you are in school currently, I would say that work really, really hard to develop those skills, um, those skills that whether if, if you're looking to create a software based uh, platform, then develop those skills that you can get a working prototype. And if you can't, find somebody who will and find, find somebody with complementary skills that are able to, um, you know, if they want to focus on the technology side while you focus on going out and, and figuring out, you know, the, the customer side of things and trying to get it off the floor. Now give Hacker Nation one action step that they can do right now to get started. To somebody who's trying to start right now, get out of their normal routine. Take, take a day to uh, step out of your normal routine, your typical, you know, day-to-day uh, and and really go and find something that's going to create some opportunity for you. So whether that's going to be a networking event, whether that's joining a club that you have really no business being there, but you know just to even just soak it up and get a different spin on uh, you know what other people are dealing with or other perspectives. Uh, I think that's it's really what it comes down to is a lot of businesses are a, a formation of or a a a joining of two very separate ideas and looking at things in a very unique way. So, um, really trying to get out of the, out of your, you know, out of the house and, and just going out and soaking things up. What is the best way that we could follow you in case we want to know more about Cody Cross? Well, I would say follow my Twitter account. I've been trying to uh, pick it up a little bit more here, but it's Cody Cross with three S's at the end. Cool. Thank you, Cody, for being a guest on my show. We appreciate your time and wisdom. But here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneur journey, that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. Stay positive and keep grinding, Hacker Nation. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. To see how to get in touch with Cody, as well as the resources he recommended, navigate over to our show notes page at startuplifehacks.com slash Cody Cross. But before we close, I'd like to go over some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. Learn how to say no. As a beginner entrepreneur, you sort of have to become a sponge and absorb all this new information that's coming right at you. You have to be a jack of all trades. But sometimes, this new information can become overwhelming so learning how to say no is crucial to keeping your sanity. Figure out what's more important that would help you move your business forward and say no to the rest. Let me know what you think about this comment, what it means to you. If you like what we're doing, show some love by giving a rating and review on iTunes. We read every review and it tells us if we're moving in the right direction. It also allows this podcast to grow so more people can listen. And as always, stay positive and keep grinding.